friends, summer is here, and that means, among other things, it is a new, it will be a new fiscal year for WNET. NET owns and operates WLIWFM, and we thank them very much for that. Help us start, help WNET start the new fiscal year, right? Join the Community Matching Gift Challenge that they have. Any gift, any gift that you give will be matched up to $50,000 by Charlotte Ackert, their vice chair of the WNET board. So join that Community Matching Gift Challenge. Make your gift now. Uh, It'll be uh, matched dollar for dollar. um, And it's rare in life that you can take one buck and make two out of it. So let's all do that, all right, and support WLIWFM. Thanks so much. This is the Jam Session Radio Hour with your host, John Landis. Tonight we have part two of a two-part interview with Robbie Amin, drummer Robbie Amin. Um, He's a great listen, great guy, full of energy, um, and I think it's a really good show. And Fernando Valladares has conducted the interview. Thank you, Fernando, for that. And uh, and uh, thank you, Robbie Amin, for sticking around and, uh, and having this great interview. Listen, we'll be back uh, shortly, but in the meantime, catch the interview. Robbie? Welcome to the Jam Session Radio Hour, man. Uh, one of my favorite records, not of not 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 one of my favorite records of Robbie Amin. No, it's one of my favorite records ever. And my f- four hundred records is at the Third World War, man. Oh, uh, that, that's uh, a that's an album that I really like. That thank I really you, man. love. That really, was with the really. Woman the work you did as producers mostly. Because I'm not I'm not listening. I'm, again, I'm listening right. to the sum of the, ev- yeah, yeah, the, the yeah, whole yeah. concept. That was Kip, right? That was with Kip. you, with yeah, with Kip the Negro. And, and, I mean, that was an opportunity that Kip basically let us run wild. Like he said, just you know, you guys, we got block out the time you want. We both of us moved. I mean, Negro had a, you know, Zildjian had just given him this like <laughs> eighty-inch gong. We had different drum sets. We we had timpani. We had you know, and it was basically said, call whoever you want, do it, and we were just. We had done some, obviously, some preparation, but not as much as I do for my records now, for example. But a lot of that was in the moment. Yeah, just experimenting in the studio. No, but you you run wild, but with right. elegance and concept. It's it was not, like it's rock not and that roll, wild, right? But it was like it's rock and roll the way, like you know. The, I mean, it didn't. We didn't go. We weren't in there for months. And it months, was like, but like the Stones go to a studio, you know, and they're like, okay, we're here for six months. Come up with something. I mean, it wasn't like that. It but, wasn't like that. But we were. I like, got you. And you know. It could be anything, and we had, you know, we called who we want, you know, and and that record really was kind of everything in the kitchen sink. We we played a yambu on timpani, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. you know, we had we La tuned, Francesa. We, 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 Man, I yeah. like that. Come the, on, uh, sympathy for the devil, which Ruben Blake sang on. This is two thousand two, right? I I would never I wouldn't know the date. But I think it, it's yeah. two thousand two because I remember that was almost, well, not almost because it was planned, but I was almost out of Waco. And that record came, and I had a copy, and I had the original for the first time because I was here at your at your right, place, right, and you right, give it right. to me. Yeah, yeah. The rest of the years was a copy. Right, right, right. Was right, a right. CD burn. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I said, "Man, what what's up? What's going on here?" And I was about to show it like to Morris and all my, you know, yeah, yeah, Rafael yeah, Greco yeah, and all yeah, the guys, yeah. and say, "What is this?" And then I was out of the band. So 
right, right. I, I enjoyed it by myself. Yeah, and you had a, you have a, you have a kind of a story with, with this uh, September 11 well, with that, that yeah, album. Um, the Ruben Blades was was we got he was going to sing on Sympathy for the Devil, mm -hmm. and uh, he did an arrangement. Yeah, exactly. But but the day that we were going to record the 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 track. Mm -hmm. uh, Uh, without Ruben, Ruben was gonna—I believe Ruben was gonna know he wasn't gonna sing. Yeah, live. the basic track. You yeah, were about to. Right. Yeah. Luis Perdomo playing on there. Luis Perdomo, Richie Flores, uh, mm. was September 11th, and Negro because we recorded the record in a few different phases. So we had—I remember—we had like a week lockout with all our stuff, and then probably took a few months off, and then we were gonna go do that tune. Mm -hmm. And and Negro was living in New Jersey, and uh, <laughs> his the guy that. Uh, carted his drums got stuck in the Lincoln Tunnel yeah right then so we were going to record Sympathy for the Devil mm -hmm. you know at a studio right uh, one block off of Canal Street which would about less than 10 blocks from the World Trade Center so obviously that was not happening that day no uh, and so but that's yeah that was actually and, that, that and was that's that. the basis of the name of the record that was that, uh, right 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 oh, the third world man. war you know um but yeah uh, that was a very special record i mean in in many ways yeah and and um, the result is flawless man i mean i don't know how to, how to describe it for me right i'm, I'm talking no, about i mean i i i really i appreciate that i mean it, it, it yeah. it's it's got a lot it's a lot it's it's a very dense record and and it shows a lot of different absolutely you know and also the idea of see one of the things i could talk a little bit about is the fact that um at one point i was playing in maybe three bands mm -hmm. with negro Double all, drums. All Negro related, right? Deep Rumba was another Deep one. Deep Rumba, we were playing double drums. Our band, double drums. Mm -hmm. We also played with Jack Bruce, double drums. Because people always say, what's the idea of two drums? Because, I mean, you know, well, you had the Allman Brothers, Grateful <laughs> you Dead. Have Genesis, you, you, know, have, you have to ask everybody. Right. James so why Brown. Not? James know. Brown. But part of the thing, and one of the things that we did on those records, and including the, also the ones with Jack mm -hmm. Bruce, mm -hmm. we didn't talk a lot about what we were going to do dividing it came very uh organically in, intuitively and i think that has to do with playing a lot of afro-cuban latin music because you're used to playing with percussionists especially in the salsa scene you're, you like you i mean with guaco not only did you have what or with you right now at this very moment exactly uh, you had the gaita drum i mean how many how many sometimes there'd be like six or seven guys playing uh -huh. just percussion oh and yeah. of course we know in latin music you know the pianist and the bass player They're also drummers, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, basically, could be, they you know, are, and and so, so it it came. It was kind of effortless, but we wouldn't really talk about. Are you do this here? I'll do this there. I would no know. planning, no brain on it. Yeah, it was kind of we because you know we knew each other pretty. We 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 we'd met. The first time I went to Cuba was in 1985. Mm -hmm. um, I went with Dave Valentine. That's when Dizzy was going a lot because there was the Havana the Jazz Festival, which is still mm -hmm. still going on today, mm -hmm. and uh, that was the year that Gonzalo Rubacalba. That was the the year that he started his band with Negro was in the band Vizcaíno. Yeah. Vizcaíno. I, I saw him with Vizcaíno and, and uh, Felipe Cabrera Felipe and the bass Cabrera. And, mm -hmm. and Negro and I met and we just like. We like hit it off like long lost friends. So that's how we we made our connection back in 1985. So we oh that, that's yeah. oh that's when when you guys met exactly. And then we stayed in touch over the year. Then when Negro came to New York, I helped, actually helped bring him to New York when mm -hmm. he, he was living in Italy. And so it was kind of our ma mission was to play together. So so it kind of makes sense, you know. Long to, lost brother, something it, like that. And to a lot of people, it's like wait, but two drums, two drums, you know. And I got to add another thing. 
two drummers with Richie Flores. And Richie Flores plays <laughs> like two drummers. Oh, yeah. So Maybe three. <laughs> Maybe Because I'm in need 
You're listening to WLIW-FM 88.3 in Southampton, New York. Also heard on WLIW.org slash radio. This is the Jam Session Radio Hour. Man, I, I, it's it's amazing how you're... you're, you're let's say how, how, how fun and diverse your career has been. And you got my admiration not only for that, but you know you, you know you have it. And then with all this, I mean, having going through all of these situations, you took the final decision to start your career as Robbie Amin and Days in the Life. And I, I was about to tell you, I feel that I have the, both records, Days in the Life and Days in the Night. Mm -hmm. For me, it's like volume one and volume two. I mean, I don't know. No, no, it's my perception. So it's like very close, like a double album for me. I don't know what you think, or let let me know something about those think, records. Yeah, I think, I think that's a, you could say that. I think that's very, uh, that's, yeah, that's that's very interesting, and perceptive. I mean, first of all, you know, I definitely didn't like hit the creative jackpot mm. with the titles of the record. Well, let's see, <laughs> Days in the Life. What I call this one, Days in the Night. Um, <laughs> oh, oh. And my last one, I actually went. I called it Diluvio, but I could, yeah. I could say, okay, with well, Dave's. And Dave's, the next one we'll call Sequia. Right, 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 <laughs> Sequia, right, right. The, the third one, I was Days in the Life, Days in the Night, Dave, Days with the Wife. Days with the Life. Dave with the. No, yeah. I kind of like Days that with one. the Life. I had that one enough, but okay. but, but yeah, in a way, the, I, I like it, they're, they're, and it's pretty much similar personnel, mm -hmm. and and I think the writing is 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 also. I think it makes sense that you would you would say that. I mean, the first record for me was, um, you know, I really wrote. I mean, I, I still do on all my records. I mean, I ended up writing a lot of like even bass lines and even some, you know, piano voicings and, and even the Montunos or with this. But, but of course, it's not all like, I mean, I want the musicians obviously to put, but when I recorded, mm -hmm. when I rehearsed, we, we rehearsed it like a couple of times and we were in the studio for mm -hmm. that first record. And these are guys I've been playing with for most of my life you know bass player Lincoln Goins Lincoln you know um, I, I Conrad Herwig played trombone I think Brian Lynch was on the first one and mm -hmm. Bob Franceschini mm -hmm. John Beasley um, uh, soulmates I, I mean, didn't know how they were going to react because it took me a long time to write what I wrote and I was happy with it but I'll be honest man I was nervous because it first, was your music this time. and that they were because they're my boys yeah. so I would not have been surprised you know If they say, you know, yeah. man, maybe Beasley should write. He's got a lot of tunes, man. You know, I mean, this is good, but, you know, we got it. And so we were rehearsing right here, what, uh -oh. we're, what we're talking right now. Oh, yeah. And, I mean, I was nervous because these guys are going to tell, tell me the truth. You know, they're not going to do it, you know, because, oh, but they liked it. And I was like, thank goodness. You know what I'm saying? I mean, so, but because sometimes you're, you know, it, it, I didn't have a lot of confidence in my writing. That's, that's really the truth, even though. I played on hundreds of records. Yeah, I, I like. I, I think I have. You know, I, I like my taste in music. I like. You have good. that confidence with yourself as a drummer. As a drummer, man, I'll play and hours and hours. Let me keep. tell you, you, you did the the real the real the, the thing that you have to do. You finding your voice as a composer is the best you can do for music as a musician. Well, I I mean that's what I felt like you know if I'm gonna do a record I wanted to, I want to be my music yeah. but the only thing I'll say is that I think I've done a you know I've done like every it's been every few years I my latest was came out uh, but now it came out a year ago but it's, it feels like mm. it just came out because you, was, you were one of the lucky guys who published something in 2020 yeah, right exactly exactly Man. just right I came right out of the wire I think it came out like in March but but it's a what I tell people for me 
is that I like the re- I, I love the records and I like I like the music I like the songs I like, mm. but it it ain't fun recording is all right mm-hmm. but it ain't fun writing some people I think you're enjoy, under pressure when you do that I just that? don't it's I can play drums all day and night <laughs> but when I have to write a it's it it's just ain't fun it's like you know? a, yeah it's like and, a tense thing yeah, for it's you. like I mean some writers I don't know you hear I mean even like fiction writers say that they don't enjoy it they sit in front of the typewriter and Every day they sit for five hours, even if they get only get one sentence. But they have to sit there and force something. I'm not saying. I mean, there are probably other writers that just no, like, they do it all. You know, and I know so many musicians, super prolific. They you know they can write a song. It's a kind of a only natural for them. Exactly. So but say, for me, it's a. I'm happy with the results, but I have to say, when the record's done, as opposed to saying, "Man, that came out great. Can't wait to do the next one." Uh-uh. I'm no. Like, All right. Maybe oh, I'll never man. do another one. Yeah, I'll be. But you know, but it's like <laughs> let's, let's talk know. about it. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I call you. <laughs> I call exactly, exactly. You know. No, but, but I think you 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 made it, man. Come on. I mean, you you have your voice now. You have three albums, and it's your voice. And even if it's a set of you know a, a common set of musicians, bass, drums, pretty and much. Stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. But is the difference as always have been is the songs. Well, that's that's the, the thing because I I find some. Well, first of all, there's so much music that I enjoy playing, and that's uh-huh. been since I was a kid. Like I said, I I was around, I was you know some salsa. I'm listening to a lot of jazz when I was super young. Mm. Studied with Ed Blackwell, but we all are going to grow up. I mean, I you know you know R and B, Motown. I mean, that's part of what you grow up. You know, and it's funny. Certain music, like kids in high school, were listening to like you know. Led Zeppelin, prog rock. I never even listened to that, really. But mm-hmm. it's going to still come into your head. I Th- mean, that's you know, like, yeah, that's it, a tattoo. Exactly. A brain tattoo. Exactly. So all this music that I really like. And and the other thing is I find that, because, you know, I, I, I also, I, I teach now at uh, Rutgers uh, University in the Jazz Are you still? Jazz You're still teaching? Yeah. Yeah. Great. Right. And, uh, but I'm finding that um, melody is very important to me. And there's a lot of music play, being uh, recorded and, and written these days that, to me, it's extremely well executed and well played, but I don't take anything away. I can't, I want to be able to leave remembering a bass line, remembering a, you know, yeah. something like that. And to me, that's what brings, and it's not about consciously trying to bring everybody in, but I don't, I might listen to something And if it's well played, well executed, well, I'll appreciate it. But then I won't listen to it again mm. because first of all, there's so much to listen to now anyway. Yeah. But it's like it doesn't draw me. I want to have something that you know, and it doesn't mean it has to be, you know, catchy like a pop. But something does have to be something catchy. Something that hits your soul like the, you know, way back in the, in the, in the day.
It's pledge time at WLIW-FM. It is the beginning of their fiscal year. It's summertime and their fiscal year changes in the summer. So please help support us as we support your community, you and your community. Have each of your dollars matched during our $50,000 community matching gift challenge. Number to call is 800-262-0717 or you can do it online at WLIW.org slash radio. Thanks so much, friends. Thanks for supporting WLIW-FM. So Rabia Amin has played with all kinds of people for a long time. He's right there in that in the groove with uh, um, Afro-Cuban uh, music. Um, he hails from Lebanon initially. Um, and uh, he's played with all kinds of people. He's played, uh, as they say, his career stretches from Dizzy Gillespie to Paul Simon. And in between, I think he's for years, he's played with Reuben Blades. Um, so a really, really propulsive, dynamic drummer, very talented and we're so happy to have his interview and some of his music uh, surrounding his interview tonight. So exactly. we, we've come from a generation we're close. It's very we, so. We are close, really. and it's we grew up in a in a in a decades that every two months you find you you go to the record store and you hit any record with your eyes right, closed, right. and something big will come. Exactly. Music, and musically, you, and you listen to it as a whole. As a whole, I not, mean, you 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 listening like one record, Led Zeppelin, Get Out. Right. You 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 get the Fania, whatever. Get Out, Herbie Hancock, whatever, and everything was great, man. And we would the thing is, we would learn these records, and that doesn't mean even because uh -huh. we're musicians. Even no. if you're not a musician, no, it, it's the other way. That exactly. made us musicians. Exactly, I think. Exactly, you're right. You're very right. I mean, I know you have that thing on Instagram where you put out your favorite record, and every oh, yeah. <laughs> every one of them resonates with me. Every single one of them, because I see the cover, it brings back immediate memory, and the and because yeah. the thing is, you know, it's like when I'm not even talking about the well, remember when they had the CD cases? You go on the road and you could bring like 30 CDs with mm -hmm. you or 20 CDs. With the disc man and stuff. Right, which was actually revolutionary. You can walk around with like, you know, 20 records. Mm -hmm. And you probably listened to all of them on the tour and you came back and you knew all those records. Absolutely. And the first time I, I got, actually, but the first time I got an iPod, I didn't, it was my mother got herself one. She didn't use it. So she gave it to me. I said, what is this? Oh. She said, is it, she, you think you got an iPod? She said, yeah, I don't even know. I said, all right, so I took it. I still got the, 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 the white the one. The white one, exactly. 1,000 songs, come exactly. on. <laughs> and, and I swear to God, I remember, I filled it up, and I was going, I was flying to Europe. Mm. Man, I think I made it to like Greenland, or maybe further, maybe almost London. Oh, we're flying over London, and I still hadn't put anything on. Because I just kept flipping the wheel. I want to hear that. No, I don't know. No, this one. Because <laughs> like, there's too many choices. There's too many choices. So and like, I just like kept flipping. And then I'm like, ah, damn, man, the flight's over. If this, if I had been with my CD thing, yeah. I would have like memorized three records by now. You know? Absolutely. <laughs> yeah. I don't know if it's us. I have think you said, oh, maybe, maybe, the, maybe it's me. The problem is me. I mean, <laughs> why, why, why can't I dig the new things that I, or, or most of the new things that I thought? Because most of them, I mean, there's another like a dwarf <laughs> here that 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 talks to me and says most of them are remakes. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, very yeah, yeah. well done, but right. there are there are some art new artists, right. okay, right. that are doing MFSB again, the Philadelphia sound, right. and I say okay, that's something I heard before, right. but right. they're doing it again, right. very 
very good. Yeah. And the other time is the, the other things are disposable, man. Also, I, I don't know. I don't know what's going on with music right now, but. I mean, I remember one thing that really tripped me out was <laughs> when um, there was a certain hip hop. Uh, there was like a, a little period where guys were flying in, mm -hmm. obviously digital, the popcorn hiss and scratches from pops from records. <laughs> <laughs> I thought, that, man, this is some funny shit. Because you, know, you listen to it, you got, you know, you got like, it could be like something from the meters sampled, you know, it could be yeah. Ziggy Motorly sampled, maybe, you know, Leo Nocentelli's guitar, you know, who Whatever. knows. And then, but you're <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Man, that sounds like a record. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. The pops. Right, right, oh, come yeah. on. So, okay. So, I think that we are in a happy or almost happy situation right now. They are releasing the, the pandemic thing and there's going to be live music. You're making right, right now very good live music here at your, at yeah, your house. I, 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 I lucked out because, I mean, the, the, I, mean I spent basically... Uh, I think I left New York twice in the last year. Um, a base, I mean, if you I went to New Jersey a couple of times to record, mm. but basically I walked and ran the streets for the last, since last, well, more than a year now, really since the lockdown was last March. Mm. And I mean, I'm a runner. I run a fair mm -hmm. amount anyway. I run about, I don't know, I try to run like 30, 35 miles a week. But then I just found myself walking, bro, because um, I wasn't taking public transportation. Mm. And I basically walked the city. You know, uh, I was walking up like 14 miles a day. I mean, including run, whatever. So I was all over the city. So my, I mean, I go to Brooklyn. I go, I just walk, 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 walk. You know, if I wasn't like practicing or doing something, you know, that's pretty much how I no, spent that, that, that's the whole... Like, take, uh, puts you in a very, very better shape. Yeah. It, yeah. Because, exactly. you know, if, if... I mean, running and walking is a difference, sorry. No, for, for sure. For but, the body, I mean. But it put me in just trying to see what what's going on out there you mm -hmm. know what i'm saying and it's like mm -hmm. and there was it was one extreme to another because there were certain parts of the city east village parts of brooklyn part you know west village that it was like mardi gras man like mm. last june you had all the outdoor dining you had the bar scene everybody's out in the street and i was like man there's a pandemic going on these people don't seem to be paying attention that there's a pandemic well but but the thing is you know i i, I and then there was you know there were just, and then other parts of the city would be completely abandoned. Parts of the city that would always be packed, you know, Midtown, mm -hmm. walk to Times Square. It was Times like Square weird. was like lonely. Yeah, it was like, it was, it was like, like post nuclear, you know, like kind of, yeah, you know. With the lights on. Exactly. <laughs> post nuclear really with the lights on. I, mean, I got it, you. You know, and so anyway, to make a long story short, I mean, obviously now some of the places are opening, uh, some places we've lost, some of the, the, mm -hmm. the, the famous jazz rooms. Mm -hmm. But, um, I just asked. Uh, I, I in the building I live in. There's a, there's a, a it's a poster a store, but it's like a museum. The guy's mm -hmm. got hun, like a hundred thousand posters. Uh, it's a whole city block in length. And he said, you know, if you want to do live music here, it'd be. And so we started. We started a jazz series, and we've done now. Uh, s tomorrow will be the seventh in a row. Well, you got to keep on. I'm. A, well, I'm gonna actually. I'm gonna do it. And we're only gonna do a couple more, and then I'm gonna put it on pause because we it's been real good and six you know good. and i'm gonna obviously be going, that's good going news. out of town that's good news and then start it up again like in september but playing okay. every week with my my buddies with my brothers mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we've been getting you know rather good crowds man and 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 the people are there to listen and it's been really gratifying 
and and it's it's just been really nice coming out of all this and to the people too they're all saying wow this is just so nice to go and and just hear music and everybody there is only there because they want to hear music no percussion on this head not yet Mm, just saying quartet we got a quartet. it's only quartet so just far. saying quartet i mean i'm you know i i could that's the but that's a good point because i was thinking this could just go crazy within in a minute like i could start inviting a but and i but we want to just sort of ease into it by the same thing i was telling you about how it felt mm -hmm. the first time playing together it was like that would could be overload because everybody wants to play absolutely and if you start yeah. calling everybody you know and just the people that i know some of my best friends there would be like 25 people on, you know what I mean? Yeah, in a row, like, like exactly. outside. Exactly. <laughs> like, it'd be like, it'd be like, you know, like a jam session from like the foot, which is cool. Which is cool. It's a great idea. But for now, we just wanted to get yeah. this so thing. So just making the, the thing, you know. Right, you know. And then probably, you know, when we re, when we do it again, like it, it probably start up again in September. Okay. Know? We got two more now, but <clears throat> that would be probably something to do because then it's, then it's, you know, things the cats out of the bag and and then it could become you know you. more but uh but anyway yeah that's been that's been really i feel really grateful that that all worked out to be able to do that. let's say let's say thank god for that and <clears throat> and thank god for the music and thank god for your friendship of many many years you man it's, it's been yeah. it's been it's been a big big deal to have this conversation that will turn out in maybe two i don't know maybe two programs of the jam session radio hour Awesome. Yeah, yeah. So I want to thank you. Thank man. you, man. I thank you for you having know, me here at your at your studio. Thank you, man. We had a little jam before. Thanks before for being an, an inspiration, bro. Thank really. you, man. I mean, I, I remember stuff you. I know. I remember, you know, note for note stuff you played on that tour. I was sitting. I was right behind the drums on the. You know, you were up on the riser. And I remember one time you were doing a. You would you would play, <laughs> uh, with your hands and then you double with your feet. Yeah, I wasn't that my Terry Bozier years. And I love and Waco and all, but I mean, yeah, it's it's like I mean, have one other thing I could say, and we all know this because we drummers hang out together. We know that. I mean, I'm not gonna talk about other instruments. I got the point. But you know, if if you know somebody, you hit the when Elvin was playing. You know, Steve Gadd or Dennis Chambers in town, or somebody playing it. You go, all the drummers are there, and they're yeah. all sitting together. Oh yeah. But if you know, legendary guitar player, I don't know, you know, Schofield, Mike Stern, somebody, a lot of guitar players, they're all there, but they're not sitting together. Yeah, they're not. They're not. Well, let me tell you, I have the 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 I don't know the the blessing or having you every time that we. I come here, you know, we, we don't talk. We just start playing. Right. But drummer and <laughs> but it goes good. but it goes back to what I'm saying. Uh -huh. That and of course I mean the guitar players love each other and they're but drummers are the first people you know, bass players hang out together too. But drummers Maybe. because drummers want to share. They're, they they want to share right away. Like, did you check how you do that? Oh, I do that like you know what I mean? It's all about and maybe it's because what I was saying why it's was easy to play with negro, double drums. Mm -hmm. Because drums You know, it's it's a group thing.
You're listening to WLIW-FM 88.3 in Southampton, New York. Also heard in WLIW.org slash radio. This is the Jam Session Radio Hour. I think that there's a, there's a different point. When you are into music, you do that. Yeah. When you're into chops, right. you're, you know, all the guys like, you know, raise yeah, the yeah. raise the, yeah, yeah, the eyebrow right, right, and say, right, right. "Hey, what?" But right, but they right. never ask you. No, no, no. That's true. <laughs> but, but, but when but, you're a musical person, when you're a music person, right, right, and not a drum person, but definitely right. there's two there's two types. Oh yeah, I mean you you hear that people say you know mm-hmm. so uh, yeah so all the musicians uh, oh, and drummers too no <laughs> you know no but, yeah yeah like like but but the, but the but the truth is it was meant to be played collectively also. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the nature of the, that's what a drum set is. It's just yeah. one guy playing what used to be three or four guys. Exactly. Playing. And so, so I, yeah, I definitely think that, that there's a certain, you know, bond and, and, uh, and, you know, it's funny because remember that there's a quote, I think, I don't know who, it might've been, uh, I know Buddy Rich said it, mm-hmm. but I think maybe Dave Grohl, he mm-hmm. paraphrased it. He said, "You know, a lot of people think drummers are dumb, but what they don't realize is that if the drummer's no good, your band sucks." <laughs> like, and there's another one that says, "Your band is as good as your drum." Right? right, exactly, yeah. right yeah, yeah, it's not inventing anything. Yeah. Beautiful Happy. man, Esto ha sido buenísimo. This has been very good. Thank you, thank you, everybody at NPR and the Jam Session Radio Hour for giving me this opportunity to talk with my great, great friend, Robbie Ami. Thank you, brother. Thank you, Papa. Thank you, thank you, NPR.
It's pledge time at WLIW-FM. It is the beginning of their fiscal year. It's summertime, and their fiscal year changes in the summer. So please help support us as we support your community, you and your community. Have each of your dollars matched during our $50,000 Community Matching Gift Challenge. Number to call is 800-262-0717, or you can do it online at WLIW.org slash radio. Thanks so much, friends. Thanks for supporting WLIW-FM. And uh, we want to thank various people who've helped us with this each week. We want to thank, of course, Cleas Brondahl, our music director. We want to thank WLIW for carrying this. We want to thank Fernando Valladares for conducting a great interview and Rafael Alvarez for doing his typical outstanding job using his expertise in uh, recording and post-production. And we want to thank all of you in particular. We're so glad you could join us once again for the Jam Session Radio Hour. Please stay tuned again next week, and until then, take care.